everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And we're going to talk about K-pop stuff. Specifically, Card's new music video. Yay, Card! Yay! A good... Okay, let's break this down. We're going to talk about a good group and a very, very bad group. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, bad is, subje- is subjective. Okay, a good group and a controversial group. Con- it's like controversial. A controversial group. Okay, so we're going to talk about Card. They just had a new music video release um, not too long after we dropped our last podcast work. So we're going to talk about it again. Yay. Because we really like their music. And we are happy that they dropped something so close to us asking for new music. So yes, (laughs) we're like, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Card. Looking out for us. I know. They heard us. They did. They were like. Emily and Rachel. They want more. We gotta give them more. <laughs> we gotta do it. We gotta do the most. So if you didn't listen to our last podcast where we talked about all, all about Card, um, quick breakdown. Card is a group of two girls and two boys. Um, they're relatively new. They have kind of a reggaeton vibe to their songs. They're a huge hit on the K-pop Reddit, correct, yeah, Emily? Yeah, people on Reddit love them. Yeah, um... <laughs> I love them. I listened to their um two songs and their hidden edition for uh one of the songs, Don't, Don't Recall. Recall. It's on my playlist for this month. I almost always skip songs um that I listen to a lot, but I don't for those because I like them so much still. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really awesome. They're so good. <laughs> right. So their whole theme is card space. They're they're card with a K. They will have quote unquote hidden card versions of songs, which means something extra or something unexpected. But for Rumor, they haven't released that yet, so it will be a surprise, and they haven't released uh, choreography for it yet. And I'm hoping that they do, because in this music video, there's not a lot of choreography. Yeah, and you don't see a lot of it, because they actually do something that they hadn't done in their previous music videos, which was do a lot of, like, still... Not still, but Modeling. Like, yeah, like smizing. modeling close-ups, and you don't get to see that much of the choreography except for, like, the main chorus part of it just for a little bit. So that's interesting. Looking forward to the choreography video because it's always good, and I love that the girls and the boys do the same thing for the most part. Body rolls and all. <laughs> yeah, they body rolling. This song and music video are pretty unique. I've literally never seen a K-pop music video like this at all. This was shot on a phone. Um, in the beginning of the music video, it's like LG6, so obviously it's an ad for this, but it's a good song, and they shot the entire thing on the phone, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it's pretty clear, it's not like it's bad quality. Oh, no, no, But it's like, it's vertical. The whole music video is in fucking vertical. Yeah, it's really weird. You know how everyone's like, turn your phone when you shoot video? They didn't turn their phone. So they're, if you watch it on a normal landscape screen, you're going to see two large bars of black on either side. But if you're watching it on your phone or you're watching it on your tablet, um, turn your screen rotation on and flip your phone up to like how you normally hold it and it'll adjust to that, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that was pretty damn cool and i was really impressed with the quality because it was shot on a phone mm-hmm. um the only thing that i thought took away from it is because of how it how just limiting a vertical picture can be we didn't yeah. see much of the choreography or the wide shots um the wide shots they all looked pretty tiny mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it was kind of awkward too because you're used to seeing music videos and landscape and yeah. it almost looked like you weren't 
being able to see half the music video. But yeah, I think their hidden version for this music video will have the landscape version. What do you think, Emily? I'm betting on it, probably. I hope so we can see more choreography. Yeah, I think that would be really easy for them, too, um, for their hidden card version to just be how it should have been shot normally. (laughs) Right. What did you think of the costumes for this? They have, like, a certain style. I felt like they kind of changed it up in this music video for the girls anyway. Yeah, it's a little more, it's a little less feminine, and it's a little more, actually, no, I think, I think it's about the same, but they have, it's more, like, extreme, so, like, they're, more masculine looks are like a full body jumpsuit that is like denim. Um, and then they're more girly looks. I actually saw a midriff of one of the girls, which I, we haven't seen before. I don't Yeah, think. she looked like Sandy from Greece or something. Yeah, she did. She was wearing like black pants and a black crop top, but you could see her shoulders. I was like, uh-huh. Sandy. With this like large ruffle. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I really like their costuming. I think it's really well thought out. Um, I wish they would do more interesting things with the boys' costuming. It seems like they have the most freedom, or they use their freedom with the girls. Right. The boys both had baggy pants on, which is good for moving. Um, I know one of them is usually in, like, skinny jeans, mm-hmm. um, but they're both kind of dressed the same. It looked like the whole music video was in, like, this warehouse. And, I mean, there wasn't a lot going on. It's it's just, like, posing in a warehouse with lights, yeah. like, nice lights. It looked like they were cold. They were wearing, like, commuter wear, like, jackets. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like they probably filmed this when it was cold out, I guess. Yeah. Um. They they had, like, a, a few colors that were, like, the main colors. Like, this really bright orange was one of them. And then also a muted blue and a muted green were, like, the main color themes, I guess, if you want to go that far. Mm-hmm. Especially that red jacket. I think the one of the girls and one of the guys was wearing the same orange jacket at different points it looked like a jumpsuit almost you know like a prison jumpsuit she was wearing like a full fishnet body stocking and then this giant orange shirt blouse i guess it wasn't a t-shirt but it was like a t-shirt dress i guess yeah Yeah. i was like ooh, getting getting a little sick nasty with that body stocking girl (laughs) yeah So, fashion on point, dancing on point as far as we could tell. Um, The song itself, however, was not as exciting as their first two. Sad to say. Yeah, don't recall really stuck in my head. This one, I mean, rumor is good, but uh, if you asked me to sing the chorus right now, I don't think I could. Yeah, I couldn't either. Although they did have that weird, like, bird call thing. Yeah, they seem to have that... I feel like so many, not just Korean songs, but like a lot of these songs have bird call noises, you know? It's like, it's like a shrill noise that is repetitive, like a dance beat. That's like their yeah. thing. It, it, it's like the world's most annoying accordion sound. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like for Don't Recall, it's, um, da 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 da. Da, 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 da. So that's like the thing that repeats over and over again and don't recall. And then I'm trying to think of what it is for Oh Na Na Na. Da, 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 da. Or so, something like that. It's like a repetitive dance beat in the chorus that is very shrill. That's like their signature thing. Yeah. For this album, probably, anyways. the What I'm thinking, what I think of when I think of bird call dance beats is <laughs> Fifth Harmony's Sledgehammer. Yeah. It's like, if you can hear my da, 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 <laughs> now, it would hit <laughs> you like a sledge. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so 
Listen, when I think of bird call <laughs> dance stuff, I think of Fifth Harmony's sledgehammer, the da na 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 So something like that. DJ Snake uses it a lot, like, you know, and turn down for what the Y'all know what I, you you know. you you know what we mean. You know what yeah. we mean. <laughs> it is in so many songs now. It is the earwormiest earworm noise. And, and honestly, if it if you just heard that isolated, I would be like, that hurts my ears. I don't like it. Yeah, but a drum peppered in. Yeah, peppered in. It's Salt some- bait in. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it works. Yeah, it's one of those weird things because I know if I just heard that, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. What would you rate this song one to five? Compared to the other songs, I would rate it a three. I would give this song a three as well. What about music video-wise? How would you rate that compared to the other music videos? It was honestly pretty much the same. So, three and a half. I'd give it a four for creativity. Well, yeah, with the phone. But, like, other than that, it was clearly a warehouse box set. Um, Yeah. Their promo shots for songs look like they are having so much fun. Why can't they be let out of a warehouse? I know. Let them out! (laughs) There was, like, promo shots of them, like, in a trashed hotel room. Like, one of them has, like, a jug of milk just, like, pouring it on himself. And, and, (laughs) like, it looks like they're having a really good time. Where was that in this music video? I know. It it wasn't for this. Maybe that's the hidden version. No, it wasn't. It it was not for this. (laughs) No, I think a lot of rumors were um, them, like, posing in that warehouse with the lights. Mm. Okay. Or, like, black and white. Black and white is also, like, a motif of this music video. Yeah. But, yeah, the, it, it always seems like K-pop group promotional shots look like they are having so much more fun than an actual music video <laughs> where they're confined to a box set for 24 hours. Yeah, like, we watched the making of Rumor video just to see if they actually shot it on a phone. And after a few passes, we did see that it was a phone. I mean, it's a really big phone. It, um, it is like a phablet. And they had it attached to a rig. So they didn't lose any of the professionality by filming on the phone, because um, they still had the rig that kept it from moving around too much. But the um, the Korean-American guy in card, he was periodically he would speak english to the to the camera and he would be like yeah it's like midnight and we still have to shoot the choreography but we're gonna stay here until it's done that is insane to me that they probably shot till like five in the morning i know considering um american music videos depending on their budget usually shoot over like a three-day period yeah i think they did it all in one day yeah that is that is tough (laughs) that is intense i mean I feel like a lot of stuff in K-pop is just more intense. Yeah, I've heard that K-dramas are like that, too. Oh my god, don't even get me started on K-dramas. Like, I know some have, like, been filming up until, like, the day before they air, and they, like, hastily edit it. Like, what the fuck is with that? Yeah, that's that's a lot, and I imagine it takes a toll on them. But that's that's side Yeah, we're not gonna get to that. Yeah, um... We we really enjoyed this, um, not as much as the first two, but we are looking forward to more from Card. I personally am super excited to see what they're going to come out with. They already, ooh, they already have, like, oh, this, this music video, Card, uh, already has, their newest music video already has a million views. Yeah, already. So. They're, I mean, they're, they're new, they've made a statement, you know, people are interested in what they have to do, so I hope it only gets better. Me too. I would like to see more and more from them. That would be awesome. Yes. Hey, Card, if you're listening, please 
Project four. Project four. <laughs> yeah. For our next podcast. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep releasing stuff. We'll keep covering it. Yes. Loves ya. Loves ya. Okay, so now we're going to transition into <laughs> something Rachel showed me uh, a couple days ago that I was like, what do you mean? What What the fuck is that? Yeah. So I follow um, YouTubers. Um, t- uh, it's a husband and wife, and it's called Holly Back on YouTube. No sponsorship or promo or anything like that. Um, but I did watch a video where they said, can these white boys be K-pop stars? And I was it's like, like, record scratch? And, what? And, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I watched the video and it's about um, this group called EXP Edition. Um, and they are a group of all Americans. Uh, none of them are Korean American as far as I know. And they have started a K-pop group. None of them speak Korean naturally or as their first language, I should say. So the only, the only person who is Asian, I guess, is Koki and he's Japanese American. There's one Croatian boy. There's, and then, uh, one American boy, I guess, uh, even though American isn't a, he's a white guy. He's a white guy. And then there's a Portuguese guy. And, um, they're old. <laughs> <laughs> they're old for k-pop they're old for k-pop they're in their um late 20s early 30s koki is the most youthful looking but that is because of blessed genetics i'm assuming <laughs> and great skin and they great all, skin okay let's be fair they all look pretty good for their ages um yeah they're not they're not ugly by any stretch of the imagination not really my personal cup of tea no um but i could see you know girls being attracted to these guys so they were formed has like a group as like a a thesis project for um this Korean American woman in grad school. It was like a project on masculinity and K-pop and stuff like that. And she and two other women decided to make a record label and like try to go legit and see if they could do it with this group. Um their the label is called I M M A B B. I'm making a boy band. And they call themselves K-pop but no one's Korean. <laughs> no one's Korean. Uh, no one's first language is Korean. They didn't know how to speak Korean before they started this group. Um, so they had to learn it as they went. Before they started this group, none of them had ever lived or been to South Korea before. So it's it's making a lot of people angry, which is what um, caught my eye most about this. If it was just like this group under the radar, I wouldn't have cared. But in Hollyback's video, they said that, um, and you can see it on their video, that they have more dislikes and likes on their music video yeah their music video uh is titled feel like this and we listen to the song and their korean pronunciation is bad um it like like i can even tell and i don't i don't really speak korean but if if you compare it to literally any other k-pop song you can you can hear it's like awkward for them to be saying these things it's Um, not it's not natural sounding yet the instrumental sounded exactly like a k-pop song they got that right um the music video itself I could definitely tell the references that they were pulling from. Oh, yes. They did not have a very big budget, but I was impressed on how it was edited and how it was shot. Because I know these three women had, like, Kickstarter money. Like, right. all the record labels in Korea are run by very rich men. And this is, like, three chicks trying to basically make a school project. It looks really good for what it was. It does look really good. If if you guys, like, you can mute it if you really hate it, but if you just watch the video, like, it's actually very well done. 
I feel like I'm impressed by the people behind them and not the actual group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they, they feature Koki a lot because he is, like, is he half, I think he's half Japanese. I think he's half Japanese, too. Yeah. So they feature him a lot. People are mad. And it just goes back to, to the central point. Can someone who's not Korean be in a Korean K-pop group? Yeah. Can a Korean group be formed with no one who is uh, Korean? Mm-hmm. Not even, like, not even, like, Korean-American. Because that happens all the time. Uh, K-pop groups have Korean-Americans in them all the time. And there's no hubbub about that because, you know, their Korean might be a little bit off but they're only a really small portion of the song and their group members help them out. And they're usually living in Korea in South Korea um, when they're doing, you know, when they're studying to be a K-pop uh, group member. So their Korean gets better with time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is very interesting to think about because there's a lot of specific cultural things about K-pop specifically. You can tell by watching um, their music video that they are pulling on very common tropes that are already in K-pop music videos. So there's clearly some type of culture that you are able to identify by watching a music video and looking at them in that music video. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I'm just talking in circles. Yeah. (laughs) What makes this complicated is that there are non-Korean members of K-pop groups. Like Alex from Rania. She's black. Yes. She's American. But people did not have a problem with her being in Rania. They embraced her. There are many Thai members, Chinese members, Korean-Americans. Yep. Korean-American culture is a lot different than South Korean culture. Mm-hmm. I believe there are also some Japanese members of K-pop groups as yeah, well. Yeah, like in Card. Mm-hmm. So... Yep. What makes a Korean group, you know, Korean? I think, we think, it's that the music is in the Korean language. Yes, comfortably in the Korean language. Comfortably in the Korean language, with the majority of members being Korean. Yes. I do think maybe in the future that it would be more open-mindedness to having, you know, maybe an entire group of Korean-Americans being in a K-pop group. You know, and and maybe in the future this kind of a group would be accepted, but I still think that people are going to be upset about cultural appropriation if there is not a member of South Korean society or, you know, Korean culture in the group. Just reading from this Huffington Post article, we haven't been introduced to much of the culture. Koki Tomlinson, the sole Asian half-Japanese member of the group, told Fusion last year. We have a very basic understanding of it just because we've only listened to K-pop. Yeah. There's your problem! So, yeah, I mean, it would it would make... I don't even know how they're doing this, and I feel like they're probably super uncomfortable, or they should be super uncomfortable that they're getting all this flack, because it'd be like, if me and Emily... And Nick and Kyle decided to start a K-pop group. And, oh my god! And, 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 and name it Card with a C. No, 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 no. We 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 wouldn't be Card. We would be Lard. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, Lard. But but like with a hidden with a silent K somewhere. <laughs> yep. So oh my god. if we tried to do that, and we all tried to learn Korean and try to sing it, and I mean we're like we're all not horrible dancers. Kyle doesn't dance, so he'd be like the rapper, um, and he would just like stand in the corner. But like 
it, it would be like that. I would feel so uncomfortable doing that because I don't speak Korean. I mean, we we went to South Korea for like a week, but that doesn't mean we know everything about South Korean culture. I know. Um, especially like beyond Seoul. Like we have no fucking idea <laughs> beyond what we see in K-pop videos and K-dramas, which is not the whole culture at all. It's not an accurate representation. I think that's why people are pissed off. That's why people are pissed off, yes. Um, it, what's interesting, though, is that the person who formed this was doing her thesis project on um, masculinity, K-pop, and cultural appropriation. Yeah. Because she was doing cultural appropriation, I think, in K-pop music videos, like, from black American culture. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot going on. We are not saying that K-pop is no, perfect at all. It's not. Because there's a lot of problematic shit that happens. Like that group that uh, dropped the N-bomb that wasn't Nega. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's not like they're not aware that those two words are close. I know. They know that. And um, they decided to, you know, say it anyways and pass it off as, as Nega, but it's not. It's the other word. So... We're not saying it's perfect either way, but that's definitely why people are pissed off. There might be some people that are pissed off because they're ugly and old. I mean, they, <laughs> they're not that bad looking, but K-pop standards. Compared, compared to K-pop standards. They are ugly, old, and don't dance. Yeah, I didn't really see much dancing. Um, and the bar is so fucking high for K-pop, especially guy groups. I know. Like, they're all fucking on it, like, in the in the top most tippity toppityest most shape of their life, and they can dance it like no one else can. So yeah, I I don't think it's that it's it's to do with that the oldness the ugliness. I think it's to do with there's no one who's no one there's no one who's Korean in that group, and you can't call yourself K-pop if you don't have a Korean member of some sort or Korean culture. Okay, someone who has lived is a part of Korean culture. I feel like if they did everything the same except. They didn't call themselves K-pop, and the song was in English. That people would be more turned on to this, and they'd be like, "Oh, it kind of sounds like K-pop," and they then they would be like, "Yeah, we're really big fans." I yeah. think people would be more receptive to that than to what they have done. Yeah, I think so too. Because then it's like you are appreciating culture instead of appropriating it to make money. You, you know what yeah. I mean? It, yeah. yeah, it's a fine line, but I honestly think if the song was in English, people wouldn't be as mad. I don't think they would be either because they wouldn't be calling themselves K-pop. Yeah. There's, I mean, it would just be using aspects of K-pop music video and K-pop culture that is popular. Heil culture. Americanizing it. Chinese music videos and Japanese music videos have been heavily influenced by Korean music video aesthetics. Like, and vice I mean, versa. Look, okay, Look seven years ago, Chinese pop music videos. Look at them now. Yep. I mean, like, you can definitely tell. You can definitely tell. But so, they're not calling themselves no. K-pop. No. <laughs> they're just being... That's the difference. They're just being influenced <laughs> by something that they have, that they like, you know, that works. I, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like if they didn't call themselves K-pop and they actually just sang it in English, people wouldn't be as mad. And then they would be more forgiving of the oldness, ugliness, no dancing. See, I think that they would be, I think it would be really cool if American pop adopted some of, you know, what K-pop does. Like, having multi-member groups 
having a lot of focus on choreography, having a lot of focus on Fashion. style choices yeah. um, and branding. I think that would be huge if we could get that rolling in English <laughs> and with American culture. Like, I think that would be really cool. What we need to do is find some really talented 12-year-olds, <laughs> them into shape, and then start our own fucking record label. 12-year-olds <laughs> with the capacity to be really hot. In their, in their late <laughs> teens, early 20s. That's what plastic surgery is for. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Find 12-year-olds, train them, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So those are our final thoughts on EXP edition. You Watch guys, the music video if you dare. <laughs> Watch it. It's like uncanny valley shit. <laughs> It is like looking at an android, like a robot that's made to look human, and just knowing something is not right. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah. watch it. You might be a little weirded out, but our words don't do this justice. You have to see the awkwardness. It's so cringy. <laughs> it's it's really halfway cringy. through. I like looked at Rachel and I was like, this is really hard to watch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so if you dare, check that out. So thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us wherever podcasts are because we are on iTunes and yes. Podbean and Stitcher and wherever. Please leave us a review, thumbs up, give us five stars or whatever the fuck they're using now. I don't even know. Let us know on Facebook or Tumblr or send us an email with your thoughts on the new music video that Card released, and also on EXP Edition's music video and EXP Edition as a whole. If you want to pop off about this, send us an email and we will read it. Word for word. If we it will. is, If you are angry enough, we will read it. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening. And if you're going to MomoCon, don't forget, I'm going to have a panel. It's going to be our K-drama panel. Um, there is going to be a raffle. There's a Facebook event. It, it should be on the official MomoCon Facebook page that they created. So just check that out. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, bye. bye.